Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. Jumpstart number 2277, first written February 5th, 2019. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to the result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter's use of the expression, the proof of your faith, indicates the genuineness of the faith. They were encountering various trials, and their faith was being tested by fires of persecution, yet they continued on with their walk with the Lord. Unlike Peter himself, when in the Gospels, the Lord rebuked him for having little faith. The following verse explains this even more. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him. Their faith was the real deal. As Paul had written to the Corinthians, they were indeed walking by faith and not by sight. Shallow faith, empty faith, Sunday morning only faith, a faith that's only there to impress others will not stand during the storms of life. What Peter was witnessing among these people was a faith that would not quit. The tide of popularity had turned against the Christians. Now they were being hunted, hunted down, prisoned, and put to death. And that's all to take for following Jesus Christ. Some would throw in the towel. Some would walk away. But not these people. They were truly committed. They were the true believers. This expression, the proof of your faith, is often misunderstood. It's often viewed as some external item that would give credibility to what they believe. If somehow people believe Noah's Ark could be found resting on the mountain, then that would prove the Bible. No, the Bible has already been proven, and our faith does not rest in physical and external items. The proof is the resurrection of Jesus. The proof is the fulfillment of prophecies. The proof is in the words that God has spoken. But this is nothing new. For centuries, religious relics have been sought after and used to milk money for gullible followers who do not have rock-solid faith. For instance, in the mid-1500s in Germany, as a Reformation was coming to life and the common people were forcing rapid changes to the structure of the Roman Catholic Church, ambassadors were sent from Rome to collect money from these people. To accomplish this, new and outlandish relics were displayed at a cost. Like a circus sideshow, these relics carried from village to village to give proof of the Roman way. Included among these relics were two jugs of wine that Jesus had made from water at Cana, two vials of Mary's breast milk, actual manna from the wilderness, the finger bone of John the Baptist had pointed to Jesus, a branch of the burning bush, 43 bones that came from Peter, a thorn from the crown that Jesus wore, the actual piece of Jesus' body, and most amazingly, a pinch of the actual dirt from which Adam was created. You and I look at this list and we think, how ridiculous, how gullible these people must have been. But remember, the common German had no scriptures to read. The only Bibles were in Latin, and they were kept locked away in the cathedrals. Superstition runs wild when there's no way to countercheck and balance it against anything absolute. So the relics were paraded in town, and the crowds gathered, and these poor peasants paid great sums of money to look upon what they were told was a real thing. These relics were the proof of faith for many people. But once the scriptures were translated into German and made affordable, the people could see for themselves the word of God. Blessed, Jesus said, are those who have not seen and yet believe. And today, 
As shallow, gullible people fall prey to superstition and speculation wild ideas, aliens, life on other planets, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, concepts of heaven that's nothing more than a pleasure island, wondering if Jesus was married, wondering if there's missing books of the Bible, dismissing the miracles by critics, skeptics, and doubters, assuming emotions are the same thing as faith, being in, bringing entertainment into the worship, looking for tangible objects to prove and make faith seem more acceptable to others. But that's not the nature of the New Testament. The apostles were sent into all the world with only the preached word of God. They were the proof. They were the eyewitnesses to life and the work of Jesus Christ. They carried no branches of the burning bush. They didn't have vials of milk or handfuls of dirt from where Adam was created. It was their words, supported by miracles, that they could do. And it's those words that have been passed on to us. And it's those words that we preach today. Paul would say, I know whom I have believed. Our faith doesn't rest in some old bone housing in some old church building. Our faith lies in the living word of God. The world doubts the Bible. The world picks apart the Bible. It does so at the beginning by denying creative powers of God. It does at the end by questioning the eternal nature of heaven. Even in the days of our Lord, the masses were demanding proof. Give us a sign is what they demanded of Jesus. His reply was no sign will be given except a sign of Jonah. The Lord pointed to his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's the proof. That's the sign. If they won't believe scriptures, as the rich man was told, neither will they believe if someone rises from the dead. Genuine faith. It may not convince a doubting world, but it certainly is all the proof that we need to know that Jesus is the Son of God and that his word is real. I know whom I have believed, is what Paul said. Thank you so much for listening.